Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is David Birnbaum. I'm here with Tim Moen, and this is the Hard On Liberty podcast, where we discuss liberty and things. I'll get better oh, oh. at the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, brother, liberty. <laughs> uh, so today we wanted to talk about the personal responsibility deficit. And yeah. I'll let you start, because uh, I know where I'm coming from, but I have no idea where you're coming from. So let's hear it. <clears throat> sure. Well, um you know, I, I, I see a, a very tight correlation, let's say, between uh, people's general <laughs> outsourcing of responsibility to the state or their community or others and the growth of the state, let's say. Um, you know, so, so I'll give you an example of something I've seen a number of times uh, in emergency services. What, you know, someone calls 911. Uh, and reports a fire. I, I remember this very clearly. I was up in Fort McMurray. I was a captain at, at the hall. I was a station officer, and we get we get toned for a fire call, a house fire, at this address, and it's closest to me. So I know I'm going to be the first arriving uh, fire truck, and uh, I'm going to be taking command of the scene. And I want some more information. Like, are there people in the building? Are, are, you know, what's the extent of the involvement? Is it just an isolated stovetop fire? Or is it a fully involved structure fire? Like I need to get mentally prepared, start planning this, right? So I start asking our dispatch these questions. Is there anyone in the house? How big is the fire? And they're like, uh, we don't know if there's anyone in the house. The caller uh, was just driving by the house, thought he saw flames in the window and called 911. Um, so, I mean, okay, if you're going to, so, so here are, uh, three fire halls driving lights and siren through rush hour traffic, putting everyone, including themselves in danger to get to this house that's on fire. And this person doesn't even have the common decency to stop, knock on the door and alert the residents that their house is on fire. Um, now we get there and it turns out that it's just a reflection of this, this setting sun in, in the, hmm. the picture window of the house or something like that. Right. And then two days later, uh, half the half the city gets locked down because someone witnessed uh, uh, so, an abduction from a playground where a man showed up, grabbed a kid, hauled the kid away, kicking and screaming. Rather than confront the situation, this woman calls the police and says she thinks she saw an abduction. So traffic is shut down, roadblocks are set up, the search is on, the whole city such, shuts down to look for that. It turns out it was the kid's father dragging her home for supper and she didn't want to go. Right. So like a simple yeah. question, simple con confrontation would have, um, would have addressed that and cleared things up. Right. But people don't have to do that anymore. Right. They don't feel any need or response, personal responsibility to do that. This that's the state's responsibility that's on them. Right. And, and, and mm -hmm. I can go down the list of things, you know, so if someone who is in favor of a $15 an hour minimum wage or something like that, yeah. what they're not saying is, you know what I should do? I should start a business and employ people for $15 an hour, right? That would be taking personal responsibility for what you see as an injustice or something like that. No, they're saying, they're saying that guns should be pointed at people who already own a business and they should be forced to pay their employees $15 an hour. And not only do should that happen, but I don't have the responsibility of pointing that gun. I want other people called the government to point that gun on my behalf. So uh, again, it, you can have these opinions, 
and they're considered valid, but you don't have to have any skin in the game. You don't have to put your, have any personal responsibility yourself for solving these problems. That's all outsourced to the state. And I think it, yeah, I think it's a good example of, I think the $15 minimum wage is a good example of like just the baseline thinking is that none of my peers see a problem and think, okay, how can I solve it? Or very right. few, right? They're more, they see a problem. Okay, how do we get the government to do something about it? Even to the point like of absurdity, right? Like, like I don't think this was serious, but I was, I was in my hometown and we were in like the area I grew up in and there was no burrito place. And the person said, we should, we should form a petition to make a burrito place open. Not, <laughs> I should open a burrito place. Oh my right? God. Like, and it's like, okay, no, if, if I think other people also want a burrito place, I'll open a burrito place. No, no, no. We need to find someone and force them to give me burritos here, right? It's so absurd. And like, oh my God. And so, I mean, that's a lot. I don't think that, like, you're never going to, hopefully never going to see government guns pointed saying you have to serve burritos here. Um, right. But it's like that exact mentality flows through everything, right? right. Um, you know, there was another example I've mentioned in other episodes of described, described video for television. We'll force people to do it, not start a company that dubs the most popular shows with deaf people with blind people or things like that, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, it. I think it's, I think it's so bad for society because it's not only the expectations that people put on others or, or their engagement with others, it's their, it's, they get, get rid of their personal responsibility to themselves, which is right. the worst part, right? Yes. So I had a family member tell me that, you know, another family member hadn't seen uh, gotten a, a a yearly physical in 10 years and what kind of doctor doesn't follow up with them the doctor should have to follow up and it's like this is your health right it's not the doc the doctor has hundreds or maybe thousands of patients you're one person who should just be responsible for yourself right and so i think it's so far reaching um i mean your physical health is the most obvious case um, but I'm sure you, uh, I'm not sure, but I would assume there are other examples as well of people just not taking responsibility for themselves at all. Right. And you know what? Uh, libertarians need to learn a little bit from Jordan Peterson on this regard too, right? It's like we, we've been um, making a lot of noise about, uh, about ending coercion. I think that's important. I think freedom is important. But I, you know, clearly another part of liberty is also taking personal responsibility, right? So you should also be, you, you should be fr free to own your actions, both positive and negative in the world. That's basically the, the libertarian uh, philosophy summed up is that, that you know, people uh, that, that, that you ought to have, you ought to own the property that you appropriate, that you ought to keep what you earn. Um, but that you also need to be accountable for the and fully own the things you've done wrong in this world. Right. Um, but, you know, freedom from coercion from the state and from other people is just one piece of liberty. The other piece is you get more po personal power. You get more choices available to you. You get uh, a, a more options open up to you and therefore more freedom when you're able to take on personal responsibility yourself. And like Jordan Peterson said, 
you know, that might just start with something simple like cleaning your room. Like, you know, you expand your scope of confidence, competence and responsibility. And the more you, you, you master that particular sphere, more spheres open up for you and, you know, you're able to be provide more value to people. And that means yeah. more money and that means more opportunity personally. And, and, and so, you know, and this I is think- such a psychologically important thing as well, right? Like there's a book I really like called The Happiness Advantage, which is about positive psychology. And it's the same principles I've gotten in actual mental health institutions. It's you really have to focus. They say it's the Zorro circle, right? You have to draw a little circle and be Zorro. Per- Zorro. Oh. Zorro. Oh, okay. You have Ooh, to draw a little circle. No, you have to draw a little circle and be an expert of that circle. So right. it's not even clean your room. It's clean half your desk. And make sure half of your desk stays clean. And then it's literally expanding from there. And it's, I think, I think the mental health epidemic is directly related to people not being able to, they don't, they no longer even feel like they can take responsibility for themselves. And that is bred into them because society handles things. Right. And I mean, you know, it gets into issues with the welfare state and, and this and people's feeling their lives are meaningless because everything can be given to them and this kind of thing. But it's really like you have to start small to regain that. You really have to start with what can I control today? Um, right. But people have completely just gotten rid of that altogether, which is which is problematic. Yeah. And and you're, you hit the nail on the head there and and in that personal responsibility is, has some relationship to, to mental health. Uh, you know, I, I think I've mentioned before on this show that I suffered from uh, all the symptoms of PTSD uh, early in my career as an emergency worker when I had three kids die in the back of my ambulance in about over about a month period. Now, there's nothing I could do to change the outcome of these calls. And this um, victim narrative that, that gets put on us is put there we're, we're basically taught that we're helpless against the forces, these external forces that are going to ruin our mental health, right? That, um, and, and so it frames all the situations we encounter in highly stressful situations as we're helpless, as there's going to be challenges to our mental health. And we're taught to fixate on all the problems uh, that we can't control, right? And it was just one therapy session with the psychologist where he asked a simple question, which is, wait a second, you're telling me you didn't provide any value on that call. And it flipped my flipped the switch. It, it, it made me think objectively about the situation. And it was like, well, no, I actually did provide value. I mean, the parents hugged me afterwards and they said, thank you. So what was it that I did that they're thanking me for? And it was the fact that someone knew what to do. Someone was there to give their kids the best shot that they couldn't do themselves. I provided incredible value on on that call. I kept things calm. I explained to them what was going on. If I were in their shoes, I would have wanted me in that. Even if, you know, my child was destined to die and there's nothing, uh, you know, that paramedic could do about it. I would feel better knowing that there was a professional there taking that burden off of me and explaining to me what was going on. And once I realized that I was, I had the wrong mindset, that I was thinking about these things all wrong, that I was buying into this victim narrative that I'm helpless um, that, that those problems disappeared, that mental health problem disappeared. And I think that, that this is true. Like the, the victim narrative is endemic throughout through, at all levels of society. Absolutely. And the more we buy into it, the, the less mentally healthy we get. 
and well, and it's directly only. related to the idea of what are you responsible for, right? Um, and I mean, I we won't get into pri the idea of privilege uh, right now, but I think that there is some connotation of of Western privilege and these other things because so many people, so many young people in particular, have no personal responsibility, right? right. And and I was the same way. I, I'm a I'm recently responsible, right? And, and and as I was being told to start getting responsible, I was so and and you know I was being told become an adult, and I was looking around at society and I was like, where are the other adults then? Right, right. right? If like this is what you're telling me, and I'm trying to integrate the, these concepts, who am I? There's there was almost no examples of people following these principles. But when I was in university. I was surrounded by people who took their degree for granted, who 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 partied, who we could get away with anything because we were in an isolated little community. No one wanted to cause issues. The university didn't want to get get trouble. Um, and, and like so we were just free to not have responsibility for ourselves. And I mean, it's directly, I think, right. propagated by the state because when you can't handle yourself, oh, look, we can do it for you. Don't even worry about it. We'll handle it for you, right? right? And I think you very much see it in, I mean, even there's like a battle within academia or at least within engineering academia I've been exposed to of how much personal responsibility do the students have, right? And now they're getting more and more leniency. Oh, they're, they have some, they're having some mental health issues. Oh, well, don't even worry about it. You can take time off, write the exam in a year sure. and all these other things. At some point, reality hits you, right? You need to be ready for, if you have a job, you can't have this, right? And so I'm interested, like, I'm interested to investigate or think about further if this, the mental health epidemic and this, this endemic of lack of responsibility is getting worse because more people are in a public ecosystem longer, right? They're in mm. public schools, they're in public universities, and they're just being allowed to not have responsibility for longer right. and longer well i mean creating creating dependency creating dependence is uh is profitable right it 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 you know like if you're a university or you're a politician it's really profitable to create dependency like the, the more they're dependent on you the more power or money you get um because and so as a politician you you want to let people know how powerless they are against climate change against terrorism that you want to f frighten them with everything but guess what folks i'm here i'll solve this problem i'll keep you safe i just got a, a, a number of questions from um there, there's this uh there's this program that all i guess i think junior highs or grade sevens they, they're allowed to across canada ask political leaders going into the general election a number of questions and then they pick the top six and then they ask all the political party leaders to answer these questions in a video and send them to the students and one of the questions was uh the first question actually was what will you do to make canada a safer place and uh but my immediate response was uh I i'm gonna try to make canada a more dangerous place i think we've got <laughs> way too much safety i mean it's never been the safe places that have have built me up that have made me grow as a person it's exposure right. to a little bit of risk it's allowing my it's having the freedom to fail to fall flat on my face of taking the training wheels off 
that have have allowed me to to grow as a person. You know, you need to fall down a few times before you learn to walk, right? Yeah. And, and we're like these it's this kids idea are of like the bubble wrap to parents, put like right? crutches on them. Yeah, I put yeah. them in like a hamster ball or something like that. You know, my answer is, listen, I'm, I'm bringing back lawn darts, baby. You know, we're, we're, we're making Canada yeah. a more dangerous place. Like, yeah, you know, you, you, you cannot. Um, it, lawn it's darts that old, is a perfect example of right. like, we don't trust young kids to be smart enough to not kill themselves with lawn darts. But on top of that, we don't even trust parents to right. decide what their kids can play with. Right. Um, right. And it's just like, yeah, it's this idea. I mean, it's it's everywhere and i think the thing that actually freaks me out the most is that it's it's very explicitly now coming into out of the physical realm and into the idea realm and so i have another peer of mine who says he doesn't and this is very common right they he says that he doesn't need to be well informed because he can trust his mp will be well informed right, right. um Jeez. but then there's also just so many people who bet that humans aren't rational and there's too much information and so how can one person understand all of these things um and so we need politicians because humans can't know everything and it's like okay but then you're saying that these 300 humans can know everything and so right. he's offloading his responsibility of knowledge to someone else so it's not even safety it's not even like healthcare or 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 physical things it, it's it's knowledge now, which is why it's the most terrifying, and I think why we're seeing what we're seeing now, and it propagating so quickly. And I mean, I have reasons why I think that's not true, and and better systems in place. But I don't. I think I got off topic a little from what you were talking about. But uh, well, no, I, I think that that fits in line to some degree, right? But what your friend was doing is actually the exact opposite of, of trusting individual authority, right? I mean, trusting individual authority is like, you know, I'm not going to go to dental school for four years to learn how to take care of my teeth. There's someone else that's done that. Okay. I, I can't be an expert at everything. Right. So I'm going to find the people that are the experts and I'm going to go. There. That's what the free market provides, right? It divides right. the labor up and allows people to become experts and allows us to trust those experts and they're competing with each other. And so some experts rise to the top and others turn out to be charlatans and, and it's a self-correcting system. Politics is the exact opposite of that. It's, it's saying, OK, this politician, my MP, he knows exactly everything there is to know about dental care, medicine. Uh, he knows about building roads. He knows about like ev every walk of human life. Th that's what he's an expert for. That's essentially what your friend is saying. Uh, what we need is a central planner to figure out my dental care. Well, no, you need a dentist to figure out your dental care. Right. Somebody's actually mean, trained in that art. And that's, that's, yeah. And yeah. Is. I think it's important to highlight that personal responsibility, especially in the realm of ideas, but in, in the physical world as well, doesn't mean you do everything, right? It's not that right. my personal right. responsibility isn't, I'm going to, you know, cr build my own house, become a farmer again and do everything myself. It's accepting the responsibility for figuring out how to live my life properly. And that includes right. engaging with other people still. So the same way, yeah, I'll have a doctor still, I'll have a dentist, right. but it's getting into these other realms as well that, okay, maybe I don't know all of the science uh, and I don't understand it, but I should be able to understand enough that this group claims they're scientists and claims they know things and right. and and they have a regular, like a regulatory 
structure or whatever. And it's like still being able to figure out who is an expert, who is reasonable and right. why they're reasonable, yes. Yes. not just trusting one entity to know that for everything. Listeners to this podcast get a one week free trial to the warrior path. So sign up now. The details are below. I was coming off a stint in management uh, when I signed up for the warrior path and I was pretty soft. I'm not going to lie to you, David. <laughs> I was uh, out of shape. I was huffing and I had to come back to the floor, kick in doors, hump hose, fight fire. And I needed to get into shape. And Chad Kirkham at the warrior path definitely got me into shape. Uh, you know, I've, I've never felt better, to be honest. And he had an app that tracked the progress. I sent videos to him. Uh, it was it was a really slick application, actually. I, I would send videos. He'd correct my form, send me little tips and, and videos. And uh, and whenever whenever I needed, he was available. And I'll tell you, I I put on, I think, about 50 percent on all my personal records in about a two month period. Uh, working with the warrior path and you need to have the freedom to figure out who's an expert and who who you, you know like which dentist to go to you know if, if or or which doctor to go to maybe that's a better thing because I mean, essentially I people look the, at all doctors as the same or whatever the state says they're the licenses them and says okay these are a doctor's a doctor's a doctor get in the healthcare line and we'll give you well how about if i just choose how about if i figure ha, learn like the, the more responsibility I have for choosing my own services, the better I'm going to be at discerning who a true expert is in those services that I, I want. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the important thing. And that also is, I mean, we shouldn't care for it to be a public service, but it also is a public service, right? right. Like when more people are actually thinking about it, um, you actually get better results in a free market. Right. And it's right. like, I, I can trust that Apple makes really good smartphones because they're very successful, right? And that makes it very likely that they're making better phones that more people are choosing um, and these sorts of things, right? If it was planned that, oh, well, BlackBerry made the first smartphone um, and so we're going to appoint people to the smartphone tribunal and they're going to have to control and tell you which smartphones are good and why. Right. It's absurd, but it, it's, again, this offloading of responsibility. And I think people, young people are so used to it that they're terrified of it, right? Yes. Like they're literally, my peers are terrified of what it would mean to actually take responsibility for their lives. But then the flip side of it is they're wasting their lives. They're still partying and drinking all of the time. They're literally, right. they're in jobs they don't enjoy because their, their job isn't productive to provide them livelihood. Their job is to keep them alive and to provide money to the state, which then gives them the things they actually need to live um, and these sorts of things. Right. And it's but I, I really think there's a fear of responsibility Absolutely. And, and it's a crippling fear, which is what leads to mental health issues as well. People are terrified of what would happen if they were responsible for their own life? Like, yeah, and, and I mean, there, there's some truth to the old adage that, you know, hard, hard men, uh, hard times create hard men, hard men create good times, good times create soft men, soft men create hard times, right? And, and that cycle yeah. seems to repeat itself. But I think that that's not to say that we need to be stuck on that treadmill of, 
up and down in terms of, of the strength of our character. Like there are ways even like we, we live in the best, uh, most flourishing society in human history, right? We, we have more available to us uh, in a lot of ways. And, and that can create a responsibility deficit in some some way because we get used to having everything provided for us. But we can practice um, hardship, right? We can take on more responsibility. Like we, we have been given, you know, you could call it privilege. I call it being blessed with these things, right? My Our ancestors have handed this down to us and, and it's not ours to squander. And the mm. way we don't squander it is we, we be, live disciplined, lives of discipline where we wake up early, we put ourselves through hardship, whether that's going to the gym and lifting weights or going to, doing some exercise, we engage in some kind of regular discipline, maybe meditation or something like that. We practice what the Stoics practice, right? Like the Stoics, you know, th these were wealthy men, but they would they would spend time Sometimes they would sleep on the floor uh, and and not eat for a week or something like that, just to to prove to themselves that they could do it, to remind themselves that even if I lost it all, I still have the resiliency and and the ability to deal with it. Right. So we can we can engineer yeah. these kinds of things into our own personal lives to take on more personal responsibility, and it, it makes us more powerful. It makes us more competent and and. Um, more influential, better able to show up as operators in the world and and really make the kind of changes we'd like to see. But it all starts with the man in the mirror. And it, it, this isn't something that we can go to government. You know, David, we, we can't start a petition right now and say, we want the government to instill more personal responsibility in people, right? That would be the exact opposite yeah. of what we're the message we're trying to get out here. Um, what we're saying is, look, I mean, but that is what people do, right? Like when I was right. in elementary school, oh, kid, there weren't enough kids being active at recess. So we had mandatory daily vigorous physical activity and right, every right. kid had to walk around the school for 40 minutes. And it's yeah. like because and I, I was prevented from playing tag and being active and I had to walk because some of the kids were lazy. Right. right? And it's like, how right. is that? I I'd get detention for running during vigorous activity time, right? right? Like, and, and and what are you doing by doing that, right? Like, you are instilling into these lazy kids the fact that um, that you know what you want in that situation is you want kids to be active because they want to be active. You want them to be intrinsically motivated to be active, right? And so now you're saying now you're attaching activity to force, right? You're forcing mm -hmm. these kids out there. What's their relationship to physical? activity going to be like after that what what's going to happen when there's no gun in the room anymore no force being used are they going to be active no they're going to go the exact opposite well, way and and i think that's exactly the problem with everything now and, and in particular with the mind right people don't enjoy thinking because they were forced to think about stupid stuff they didn't care about right. for 15 years or whatever Right. Yes. And so now they'd rather just not think because there was never an incentive to think. There was never a joy in thinking. It was only, oh, well, my parents are going to get a fine if I don't come right. to this school and I'm forced to think about what some government says it's important for someone my age to think about. Right. Right. Hey, and yeah, so and, and, and it, thought and is like, well, the, I was. The, I was, I was Sorry, I was going to say this is this is also the employee mindset, right, that gets instilled in us through public school. It's the idea that what's most important is our jobs, right? Mm. We, we need to, to, you know, essentially be wage slaves um, and just do what the boss tells us in order to, to flourish in this world, right? And this is why cheap labor or people that are 
maybe competent at doing these low pay wage jobs threatens us is because uh, that's what my value is. It's following orders. It's doing what others are telling me. It's being a cog in the system. It's not my self-actualized intrinsic motivation charting my own destiny. It's like I'm continually outsourcing my destiny to, to the boss, to the government, to other people, right? Um, and, and that that has been the role of public school. So I think public school has something to to do with this for sure, as well. I mean, that was why it was explicitly um, that that was its explicit intention, right? Was to remove personal responsibility from people to make them obedient, compliant citizens um, and, and factory workers and military men. That was its explicit role, and it's it's succeeded uh, wholeheartedly. Like you're you're. Your, your friends are perfect example, examples of that, right? They, they are just uh, following out a path that's been laid they, out in front of them. They by, do their job and they yeah. waste their life outside of their job. And then they complain about both, right? right. Like, and it's, it's so, I mean, it's disheartening for me, right? Like, um, but I think one thing you touched on is like, we, something Jordan Peterson said as well is like, we need some chaos, right? When, yes. when, when I was just stagnant in, perfect order. I had a well-paying job I didn't like. Um, I had everything I could materially need and enough free time to do whatever I wanted, but I had no chaos in my life at all. It was, you know, the privilege of the Western, I call it privilege of the Western life, right? Um, right. Many people don't have any chaos and, and it was mind numbing. And it, like you, he says, you need one foot in chaos, one foot in order, because you need to be exploring, you need to be yes. learning new things. That's what turns your brain on. But people don't do that now. They just numb their brain, right? Yeah. They're, they're not interested in that. And that is what is taking responsibility is growing yourself, growing who you are and who you can become, right? And it's this idea of you create who you are, you create who you are, by taking responsibility of who you want to be, right? You sit right. and you think, who do I want to be and how do I become that person? And that is taking responsibility. But I know almost no one my age who thinks about who they want to be. They all just live <clears throat> their life day to day right. like any any animal does, right? Yeah, they, they're, they're seeking comfort and safety, right? And, and you know, what we want are you know, if you want to grow as a person, what you have to do is continually put yourself in uncomfortable and risky and somewhat dangerous situations, right? It doesn't have, you don't have to dive, you know, you don't have to run into a burning building, but maybe you can open up the door a little bit, right? Maybe you can like put a toe in and just call out and see if anyone's in there. You can tiptoe into the unknown. You don't have to dive in head first, but you have to get in there into that zone of chaos a little bit. You have to start getting more, more and more comfortable with chaos. You have to become, you know, that, and that's why I love my job so much. That's what attracted me to emergency work was going into chaos and learning how to manage it competently. That was the joy of it. I wanted that stress. I wanted that challenge. And, you know, in a lot of ways, the narrative kind of stripped that away from me. It's like now, no, it's, it's not about me going in there and competently dealing with it. It's about me going in there and being a victim of it. And then well, and it's, uh, yeah, the world is suffering. All you can do yeah. is try and uh, stave off suffering as long as possible. Right. Yeah. Um, but I had a point. I, I had a point that I wanted to make about, you know, the broader framework of it, but I, I don't remember. But so why was this such an important thing that you you wanted to talk about for a while? Well, it, it's 
it's because, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've done Liberty a bit of a disservice by continually talking about freedom from coercion as, you know, that, that's been the focus of libertarians, right? And, you know, in this next election, our motto is uh, liberty equals freedom plus responsibility. You know, you can, they're both two sides of the liberty coin. You can't have real liberty without taking on personal responsibility. And I, I think that an antidote to the state is, is like if everyone in Canada uh, started taking on more personal responsibility, the, the state would shrink is my, my thinking, right? And yeah. so uh, I, I want to try to convince people, use my platform in some way to encourage people to take more responsibility in their own life. If they see an injustice, they see a problem. If they think wages are too low, start a business and pay higher wages. If, if um, you know, if, if they think that uh, some terrorist over in, in uh, Iraq is a problem, it frightens them, go over there and confront that terrorist. You know, I know a guy, a libertarian who actually funded his way over there to fight ISIS alongside the, the uh, Kurds. And he, he picked up arms, he, he crowdfunded his way, and he shot terrorists. Uh, well, that's to me, is taking personal responsibility. I think he realized after that, okay, well, maybe I didn't actually protect anything, but at least that guy I can respect. Like, he, he defended people over there, for sure, and he put his values where his mouth was, and, and he went and solved the problem. Um, you know, if and climate think, change... Yeah. Sorry. You, yeah, but th that, that's my main point. It's like, if, if more people were like that, if more people said you know what, I'm going to take personal responsibility for this injustice or this thing I see in the world. I'm going to do whatever I can in my little part. I just think the world would be such a much better place. Canada would be better. We'd have less, we'd have more freedom from coercion, the coercion of the state and, and people in, would be more free in general. Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree. The quote it makes me think of is like many small people who in many small places do many small things that change the world. Right? Absolutely. And and I think it's it's so important now because most of my peers think personal responsibility isn't even possible. Right. Mm. They literally think the state has to do things or it won't ever happen. Right. right. And so, you know, another a, a, an example we've talked about is the plastic ban. And I said, look, these are all of the things I'm doing in my life. I, I create less garbage than any of my peers. Because right. I act, I actively right. do care about it. Um, and then I said, I do all of these things. We don't need to ban plastic. Ban plastic. And they disagreed, right? Because you know most people would never do that. Not most of them don't do it. But but the government should force us to do it. So it's like they'll only pay it. They'll only buckle up their seatbelt if they, a gun tells them they have to buckle up their seatbelt. They do, won't just do it generally. Right. So I think that, that like that's just so absurd to me. That, that most of them don't think personal responsibility is even possible. But the other thing I think it's important to, to mention is I do think it's, po it's possible that, you know, this is just, a, it's a new problem that we're finally having to actually face in terms of wider ranging active personal responsibility. Because, you know, when I was a farmer who, like it, it used to be built in, right? Even if the government did a lot less, I'm confident that Western society wouldn't require that much personal responsibility for the average person to not die, right? right? Like we have such abundance in these countries now beyond most people's comprehension, right? Yeah. I, and I used to have to take personal responsibility because I was literally farming or, or, or whatever else. I was in a job that 
was likely quite dangerous, right? Those things are becoming less and less because of technology. And that's been paired with the state also doing it. So yeah, we don't need the state to protect us from dangerous jobs, um, but the dangerous jobs are shrinking, right? So the more and more we trend towards just using our mind for work, which many, many, many people do now, there's not an active personal responsibility because it's not about physical well-being. It's about mental well-being. And that is the big shift that's happened with technology is that I used to have to take personal responsibility because my life was at stake. Now it's my mental health, which is still my life, but it's not the same um, potency, right? And so that has happened while the state has grown, while these other things have happened. Yeah, and I mean, the, you, you, I mean, operating in the mental space can be dangerous too, right? Like you can have your, your life ruined if you say the wrong thing, for example. Uh, you, you, if you make the wrong decision about um, the kind of intellectual product you're putting out into the world, you're not going to flourish. And so you need to be free to fail there too. You need to be free to take on personal responsibility. So, so just because the work isn't necessarily physically dangerous is dangerous anymore. And we, we would expect things to get safer over time. But this, this, is, this creates kind of a paradox, right? It's like, okay, things are getting safer physically. And so I'm not exposed to risk. And so I'm not maybe competent at handling physical risks. But now I should at least be competent at handling mental risk, you know, putting myself right. out there and taking a few risks with my speech, for example, maybe say, talking about a controversial subject where I see everyone else is afraid to, to touch it or something like that. Um, so, so, you know, I think there's, there's still room for us to, to, to enter into those dangerous areas and, and take on more and more personal responsibility. But I, I guess at the, at the end of the day, the encouragement is clean your damn rooms, people. Just, you know, start there and, and see what you can do. I mean, everyone has some value. And, and you know, to your point of, like, um, people, you know, there's, there are going to be people who are just incapable, maybe, of, of taking risks, or they're, they're not mentally or physically capable uh, in the way some other people are, but we still want a free society. We, we still want people that are highly competent and skilled at stepping in, at dealing with chaos, right? At taking personal responsibility. And those people can help those at the bottom. They can, you know, it, it'll raise all boats, I believe. Right. So, yeah. so, you know, we, we need those paragons of, of personal responsibility. Those people that are really good at doing that to teach the rest of us, how to take more personal responsibility in our lives to teach the, the, the people that are really struggling with life and, and taking on any personal responsibility and just can't break out of their childhood trauma or, or their handicap or whatever. Those people can still take on a little bit more personal responsibility than they are now. And unless they have people that are helping them along that, that have done it before um, they're going to be less able to do that. Right. And so, even with those people, we want a more dangerous Canada, right? Where people yeah. are, are free to fail more often because the more people fail, the more competent they become, the better, the closer they become to being competent. And, and that trends through all society at every layer, I believe. So, yeah, I agree. And I think the other last thing I'll add is like, it, it's also an idea of projecting forward, right? I, I, I really think responsibility is about projecting who you want to be. And, you know, another thing that caught me off guard, I said something about like 
oh, where I'm living is good. Like, it'll be a great city in 10 years. And someone laughed, like, 10 years is a long time. And it's like the idea of thinking even 10 years into his future was laughable to him because right. he just in, he just engages his whims of the moment, right? And I think mm. so many people do that, which is, like, explicitly non-human. Like, the thing humans can do is project into the future, right? Um, yeah. And that is where responsibility comes in is, okay, what do I want that to look like? And I can actually create it if that's what I'm focused on. Um, and and people just are terrified of, of actually knowing how much power they have over their own lives. And I don't know if they are terrified so they created the state or the state made them terrified or if it's just a self-feeding loop which is likely the case um but it's it's a very detrimental thing to every individual who who doesn't take on responsibility yeah it, it reminds me of that uh quote by Miriam williamson i can't believe i'm quoting that crystal our deepest fear that, is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure right um, right yeah. And, and I think there's some truth to that. Like if, if we do have some power in our own lives, if we have some if the, the, our realm of control is greater than that, which we give ourselves credit for, that it also implies that maybe we have some sort of duty to use that power right in our own lives. And and eventually, as we get better at that in the lives of others to create a positive force. And and I think that does probably scare people. You know, uh, they, they see what happens in society when someone sticks their head up and and says, hey, we can do this or I can do this. You know, they get chopped down pretty quick. Um, it's it's not an easy thing to do. So uh, one thing that I want to I think what I want to end on is is you talked about it a bit earlier, but it's the idea of like just start taking the personal responsibility, right? Like I've talked, I've touched on it before as well in another episode, but it's like, we know the results work when people do it, right? And I think, it, and the more people start showing what can happen, the more it will spread, right? When someone sees someone can take responsibility for themselves and succeed, that is what will spread it much more um, and will naturally limit the state, right? The more yes. people take responsibility, the more people do things on their own, the less the state will do. And it's only by default that the state grows. And so it's very much my plan is to take my own responsibility. And I think I will, I think I will have a significant, uh, you know, trajectory in my life and, and create quite a lot of value for myself and for others. And that is what will naturally shrink the state. And so I think it's, again, important to start building that um, and, and to be builders of responsibility rather than detractors of the state. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Tim. Thanks for everyone who is listening. Be sure to check us out and engage on Facebook, facebook.com slash hard on liberty. Let us know what you think and what you're doing to take responsibility today in your life. <laughs>